During the Golden Age of Greece, the most powerful woman in the realm was known as the Pythia. A high priestess of the god Apollo, these women were renowned for their powers of clairvoyance. Before any major military or political decision was to be made, it was tradition that these great seeresses be consulted. The power of prophecy has fascinated humankind since time immemorial. The ability to see into the future and navigate the trials of often cruel and fickle fate. Many have claimed to have this gift, but perhaps none are as famous or well-known as a former French doctor turned fortune teller from the 16th century. Believers claim that his works, which included over 1,000 predictions, included events like the rise of Adolf Hitler, the Challenger explosion, and even the assassinations of both Kennedy brothers. This case file, the theorists talk about the two-fly French guy with the third eye, Nostradamus. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing, Case File 134, Nostradamus. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. The great. I, why didn't I not get Andrew. the fucking cloak memo? You blew it. How are you gonna talk? Not talk about a prophet and wear your your prophet. Uh, I thought you were gonna wear your wizard hat. Like I thought. Yeah. Once just gonna start wearing it. Just keep the show rolling. Keep the show rolling. Keep the show rolling. I feel like this was the first time that that robe and hat would be appropriate, and you didn't wear it. Yeah, it was super big miss on Zell's part. Yeah, my crystal balls at the dry cleaner, so I couldn't bring it. Listen, why wouldn't you send it to like? I think of getting a crystal ball cleaned would be better handled at like the bowling alley. Yeah, you'd think that, but I took it there and they said they don't specialize in crystal balls. They said you had to take it to the dry cleaner. They wouldn't give you one of those little towels to put it in. Uh-huh. And <laughs> give a little. That's how something I imagine to do with the clean. dry cleaning chemicals they use, something like that. I can't, I can't, I'm not really sure. Like the polish they use doesn't really give you that real clear uh, view of the future. I don't know. Something messes with, with bowling ball wax. I don't know. See, now that's very anticlimactic for me because I would have assumed that crystal balls would have been cleaned in like dragon's blood. I don't have one of the high end ones. I don't, you know, those are like the Ferraris of, of, of balls. Like, look at me, look at me. I'm a podcaster. Like, yeah, Dan's crystal ball. It's so low end that it can only predict like half hour in the future. (laughs) You know, it actually predicts things that already happened. It tells you, it just just tells you history. It's such a lag. It's such a lag. (laughs) I mean, I'm very, I'm uh, I'm happy that I just had my wizard costume just lying in the studio here. I mean, where I else did you put it? I imagine your crystal ball, like when you're when you're when it comes through and all the fog clears, it's just like a over bird eye shot of you looking at the crystal ball, but from like two seconds earlier. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> it's just so just and like you look back and then look and then you as you look, you can see yourself look. Just one yeah, of those. I use it. Things. I use it less and less now that I have Skype, and it's just kind of you know, it's almost the yeah. same thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh man, that'd be awesome if we all had those little. What were those balls called in Lord of the Rings? We all. That's Palantiers, how we. The scene stones. Yeah, that's how we. That's how we'll record uh, Dungeons and Dragons from now on <laughs> when we're all on Skype. We'll use those. We'll have to order some. <laughs> Our Dark Lord Sauron. Uh, I'm in. For, I'm in for some dude. Skype over or some D and D over Skype here. We can do it. Quarantine D and D. We gotta do some, some, something, man. I'm going. I'm starting to get crazy. <laughs> I've almost completely beat Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> completely. That's awesome. No, like every, no cheat. No, every uh, no coin. Like no skips. Yeah. No level skips. No and... skips. No level skips. Every level, every coin. Like I'm playing Super Mario Brothers Wii, so it's a little bit older uh, one. Yeah, yeah. And just God damn, I'm getting bored. So good thing I got you guys. To chat too about <laughs> some future predictions. Future predictions. Yes, one yeah. of the most well-known predictors, prophesiers, of uh, prognosticators. Before Mr. Nostradamus. we before we start, where did everyone first hear about Nostradamus? Is it the same as me, where you're like ten years old and you're at the grocery store and like right beside the the tabloid with Bat Boy, there's like one with Nostradamus is like his prediction for the world end next year, like two two thousand one, and then like from there to like today, you still see that same headline because that's where I first heard about him. I went through mine was probably YouTube rabbit hole, probably like a dozen years ago, just falling down the rabbit hole of future predictions. I'm like, who the fuck is Nostradamus? It's just a cool name. It's a sweet name. I know. Nostradamus has always kind of popped up on my. Well, I think that's his. That's his last name, isn't it? His like first name is like it's Michelle, Neil, Michelle, or I, Michael. I think Michelle, Neil. I thought it was Neil, <laughs> not Neil. <laughs> I don't know. I this is in my head. I could be wrong. I heard about him. I don't know. It's, it's probably been one of you know. I, again, my whole paranormal thing is more ghosts, cryptids kind of stuff. Nostradamus was kind of on the other side, the kind of like the the future telling psychic power the side, myth, and it was like I knew arts. of him, <laughs> the mystical arts. Andrew, yeah, I actually I actually learned about Nostradamus um, uh, yesterday when we decided to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we decided a course. while ago. We just fill little, you in, yeah, the day before, so you, we can keep you suppressed. As the dope. Something about uh, being essential. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'll tell you what you're not essential to, but we'll talk about <laughs> <Yes>. that later. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It is it, Nostradamus's prediction, actually. He, he talks about the three horsemen expelling the fourth horseman because he's no longer needed. And he's so terrible at riding his horse. And the guys try to teach him how to ride the horse every fucking week. And he can't <laughs> fucking ride the horse. And 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 you would be gluttony, or is that how is that what his name is? Is that the one four, of the four? The four sure. horsemen. I think so. no, you mean, think it's about us? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've been channeling a little fucking Nostradamus, though. Are you ready for it? Ready. I got a prediction right now. Here we go. All right. I'm 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 summoning him. I can feel it. The chubby one will soon mispronounce a word. Listen, that could be any one of us at this point. All right. All right. All right. All skin and bones. <laughs> hey, Dan's been doing his pull-ups. I can tell. Look at those lats. Yeah. That's wide. Yeah. 
sitting there. I think that hundred pull-ups a day. No, that's not lat. That's saggy chest dipping into his <laughs> armpits. That's what you're seeing there. It's migrating backwards. That's droopage. That guy could fly with those lats. Look at those things. <laughs> got wings. Um. So, like, where, where, where does he originate, Dan? Where does Nostradamus originate? Well, he comes from the. The legend. Comes from the, you know, France. I mean, all the cool stuff comes from France, right? They're trendsetters. So, I mean, yeah. No, that's underpants. <laughs> well, Nostradamus is a is the famous prophesier, soothsayer, whatever you want to call him. But before he was that, right? He he his predictions came later in his life. He was born in. Uh, scholars have kind of still debate on what exact day he was born, but they do know that it was either the 14th or the 21st of December in 1503 in the Saint Rémy de Provence of France. Um, he grew up there and he was the son of, I believe it is a well-to-do couple of uh, grain millers. And so his, his parents were originally Jewish and then they converted to, um, Roman Catholicism, as you do in 16th, you know, 16th century France, I guess. That's a cool thing to do. But um, he studied at the University of Avignon, uh, which he was forced to leave after a year because they had the plague. <laughs> so I, I think a lot of people Oof. can... Uh, I'm drawing a lot of connections. I think a lot of people can empathize with that now. I think a lot of people can relate. <laughs> He's a lot more yeah. of a relatable character now to uh, a lot of people in this generation. <laughs> University age. Was that the bubonic plague at that time? Yeah, it was a black, black death. And Dan, am I not wrong, but he's the inspiration for Back to the Future 1. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think I might he, have had that. time traveler. I thought he wrote the first Farmer's Almanac. What? Oh, he did. Yes, he, he wrote an Almanac, but it's not the first Farmer's Almanac. <laughs> what do you mean? What else wrote is an Am almanac? Everybody wrote is almanacs it, back then. That was the sports we're gonna almanac. A, we're going to have a big Chinook coming in. And <laughs> what do they always say? We got the El Nino. This year's the El Nino year. You hear that all the time. I don't, I, don't know what it I don't know what it means. It's always back El Nino or was La Nina. Almanac. Oh, man. What Same thing. It? Yeah. What's that shit? They're all manacs, Dan. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Right. <laughs> All right. Thank um, you. Continue. <laughs> after the plague, he worked as an apothecary um, before he entered the University of Montpelier, and he hoped to earn his doctorate at that university. But he was pretty much expelled immediately after they found out that he was working as an apothecary because apparently uh, man manual labor jobs like apothecaries were frowned upon. <laughs> Um, now I I know I'm just for for our fans, you know, because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking they, that a apothecary is a desk. What is that, Dan? I know what, what? it is. Why? Who thinks an apothecary is a desk or a table? I'm just saying. What is it? Explain it for people who don't know. <laughs> apothecary is a person. I know. Who I sold, totally know. <laughs> apothecary is a person who sold like medicines, herbs, herbs. those yeah. kinds of things in, in a city. Fresh, uh, right. fresh herbs and spices. Yeah, snake oil salesman. All right. Yeah. So uh, now, is it Dan? Is this before or after? Like, is it you're saying the plague had already is already gone? Because wasn't he going around as somewhat of a self proclaimed plague doctor? This this was before. So um, 
Yeah, so he got married in 1531, uh, and then his wife died tragically uh, three years after, and there was another plague outbreak. And so after that, he decided to go ahead and he went out to fight alongside other doctors against the plague, and then he remarried to Anne Ponsard, and he had six children with her. Just a so he pulled out Job. six. And he was actually pretty, like, from what I was reading, he was actually quite ahead of his time as far as... Uh, treatments go like as far as he was big on drinking sterilize like sterilizing water and keeping everything clean and he was treating some of the plague patients with some type of rose extract that actually had really high um, doses of vitamin c oh right yeah yeah a lot of people agree that he was he was good at what he did like he wasn't he wasn't you know a plague doctor he wasn't walking around with the big old bird mask or nothing he was using pretty much what for the time yeah, he wasn't he wasn't using oh he might have been using leeches, I don't know. But <laughs> most people agree still that use he leeches? was relatively ahead of his time in in terms of treatments for the bubonic plague. Um he wrote a he wrote an almanac in 1550. 1550. And he based off of that, it was actually a, a relative success. And then he continued writing them for future years, and then he began working as an astrologer for various wealthy patrons, including one Catherine de' Medici of the Medici family of the Medici Medicis. Oh, the Medici, the Medici fortune. How many people do you think back in the day just completely made shit up and that was their profession? Professional bullshitter. You know how many people do that today? I guess so, yeah. That's a very good point. (laughs) A lot of people. I'm just like, you know how easy astrology would have been Back then, like if you put on a suit and start telling me about astrology, I'll nine times out of ten I'll probably be like, okay, yeah, yeah. Sure. If you could read back then, you were ahead of the curve. <laughs> I feel like those are like present day influencers, like just making up jobs to get paid and doing very well. I mean, that was pretty much. I mean, artists were really your first influencers, getting paid to paid to do stuff. You know, you're Leonardo da Vinci's and you're Michelangelo's, and yeah, but they did stuff like not just fucking talked into a camera and. So when you yes, say you're right, they are artists. So that does take some sort of talent. Whereas like influencers don't, most of them, it seems they don't really have any talent. <laughs> no. Besides being yeah. fucking cringy. And- present, present company included. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, being an astrologer back then was, I think it was, it was both a combination of just knowing like being a, a student of history, as well as being a student of astronomy. I think that was kind of just the big way to, to crack into that, that whole profession, which you, I mean, you could say it was, it was lucrative. If you get hired by, you know, someone like the Medici's and somebody's like, yeah, tell me my fortune and you just get it kind of right. Or you're able to kind of phrase it well enough I also know who the Medici's are. Yeah, the Medici's were the famous like Ven- like the famous Venetian trading powerhouse Come on. of the Medici Come fortune. On, the Medici fortune. Try to keep up here. Well, I'm sorry. I thought apothecary was a fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did too. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Nostradamus. We're like one of the richest, one of the richest like Renaissance dynasties, pretty much ever. I don't know. That's, that's, uh, I don't know. I, I just, oh God. What a gig that would have been back in the day to get hired, paid in probably probably gold coins. Just here's some coin uh, to go and be like, what is my future going to be like? Look at the stars and tell me my future. Because I'm like, 
it's not like you could get reviewed. You know what I mean? Someone's like not going on the internet. You're like, be like, this motherfucker was wrong. hundred percent. None of this happened. Yeah. You can't check. Right. So people just be like, like you could literally start your own with a couple, like you pay a couple guys, a couple street people to kind of spread some rumors about like you telling fortunes. You could easily make a killing. I mean, you could go around telling a few people that you walked on water. Oh man, he's a time. Okay, <laughs> he he's the time traveler. That's why he's got the almanac, and that's how he knows these predictions. It's just like Back to the Future. Do you have a wand? Is that what that yeah, was? I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Nostr- I thought he was a wizard. So Nostradamus, known as a prophet, what through his works he called them. Well, they're, they're referred to now as the centuries. Right, and which which refers to the number of it, the number um, not, of his not works, like the, not like the period of time, but it, it refers to um, his what what they're titled as the Le Prophetes, which were published in 1555, and those these are the ones that most people base his predictions off of, or people argue, you know, his followers or you know, uh, National Enquirer, yeah. yeah, National Enquirer gets all their their information from yeah you can look them up online there there's a there's like a depo- there's a repository of them they have them all listed out but it is a basically 1000 he's got 1000 well prophecies i guess you'd call them there's 12 there centuries and most of them have 100 i call them was it quatrains right like, so quatrains. each each prediction is written in a quatrain so a quatrain is four line verses um and usually they can be inter interchange, you know, inter interspaced rhyming. Usually, um, so all of his, all of them are written in quatrains. So yeah. now, how many? How many are there? Sorry, he's got. There's thirteen centuries, and in each century, there's between. Well, most of them have a hundred, and the last couple only have like a few, or not. They're not a so, full hundred. So like a, a thousand, and a. Thousand and change, pretty much. He's got. So even if this guy's right a few times, like this guy's fucking batting average is fucking horrible. Well, maybe he, maybe we, maybe not. <laughs> maybe he's predicted a lot of stuff, but no one could put it together. Listen, what's what's Gretzky? What's Gretzky's like shot accuracy? Probably like a eighteen percent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's Same, fair. Yeah. That's, that's some great. Michael Scott. Great, Great words of wisdom. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it, but honestly, like that's that's what I equated to. Like the guy's the best, but like yeah, if you're just looking at that single stat, you'd be like, yeah, he sucks. But it's like yeah, maybe we're missing out on some of the predictions. They came and passed, we just didn't decipher it. Possible, but now there's. I mean, we're not going to obviously not going to go through them all. So. uh Quick Google search. Yes. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> this is part oh, one. Did I miss the, did I miss <laughs> the memo? <laughs> Welcome to part one of a thousand of Nostradamus. Okay. All right, guys. Here we go. Qu- Century one, quatrain one. <laughs> Tripod seated read at it. night. Uh, buckle up. It's going to be a while. Okay, let's, read gonna, number one. I'm going to read number one. Century one, quatrain one. Tripod seated at night in secret study, only resting on the Aryan saddle. Tiny flame leaving the solitude make prosper what is not vain to believe. All right. Number two. Has that one, 
Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. No, we got to analyze We got to spend the whole podcast talking about this one. Okay. <laughs> Number one. Century one, Quatrain one. Yeah. So what read it, it one more time because I already <laughs> forgot it. <laughs> Tripod seated at night in secret study. Okay. Only resting. Stop. Stop there. Okay. Tripod seated at night secret, secret study. study. Obviously, this is some spy game stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Spies, right? Tripod. Tripods. Looking out a window, peeking at night with their little spotting scope. 100%. Everyone on board? Yep. Next line. Give it to Next us. Next line. Only resting on Aryan on the Aryan saddle. Only resting on White the Aryan supremus. saddle. White supremacist. <laughs> oh, it's not that type of Aryan. You know who the Aryan is? The, didn't they refer to Alexander the Great as the Aryan? No, it's not, it's not Aryan, A-R-Y-N. It's A-E-R-I-A-N. Listen, Dan. This is obviously translated from French, right? <laughs> 16th century French. Yeah, so I'm saying, right? Give them, give them a break here. <laughs> We've got to read between the lines a little bit, Dan. They're spying on white supremacists. <laughs> All right, next line, next line. Yeah. Tiny flame I mean, leaving well, the solitude. I mean, it's... Sorry, sorry. Arian, is, it's, it's believed that it has the equality of bishops and priests. And it's like prayers for the dead or compulsory fast. Unbelievable. What do they call like it's don't they it's have priest of, names in the white in the KKK? Sect. It's a type of sect, the Aryans. They wear priest robes. The racist kind. Ra- They're not the racist kind. <laughs> <Not the racist. laughs> mm. Okay, third line. Tiny flame leaving the solitude. Tiny flame leaving the solitude. Oh, that's a tough. Tiny flame leaving. Tiny flame Tiny leaving flame. the solitude. Maybe I'll put it, those two lines together. Tiny flame leaving the solitude make prosper what is not vain to believe. All right, okay. Next. Let, number two. Next. Skip. <laughs> skip. <laughs> All right, number two. No, we'll let's come go. back to that one. We'll, let's go. With, uh, we'll come back around. Let's go. Let's do a. Let's no. do one that's. That people think is an actual prediction because we're we're not going to go. Listen, if we that. don't go in order, we're going to lose our place. All right, all right. Yeah, you got me. You're right. You're right. Here, number two, the road in the hands placed in number the middle two of ten thousand. Century, century one, quatrain okay. two. Quatrain two. All right. The rod in the hands placed in the middle of branches with the wave he moistens and the hem and the foot. Some guys masturbating. Yeah, Moisten and some sort of foot. He's into some foot shit. He's, into, he's into some foot shit. Yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, uh, on the exa- <laughs> I was going the exact same path. That's right? hilarious. All right. Okay, uh, enough aside. We could do this bit all night, but let's get into some real ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to finish this one. You got to finish it. Let's get into some real ones, he says. Okay, so. S- some real ones. Okay. Uh, Nostradamus is mostly made famous because of his predictions that seem to line up with actual historical events. Uh, at large historical events. So one of the ones that is m- more popular than the others is there is a um, prediction uh, that people have attributed to the rise of Adolf Hitler. So uh, there's actually two of them. And the first one goes, beasts ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Hister. Into a cage of iron will the great one be drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing. Interesting. 
So for this one, uh, people interpret it as being, okay, so beasts of ferocious hunger will cross the rivers, armies. Um, then you have the the reference to Hister. Now, some people have said that Hister is, you know, it's either a misspelling of Hitler because Hister looks like Hitler. You know, maybe it was a mistranslation from the original French or he purposely misspelled the name or how he interpreted it, how his, you know, however the divine inspiration hit him. Um, he you got it decided mostly right. to go with a different name. You got it mostly name. right. But it also, Hister refers to a geographical location, which is near the Danube River. Yeah, it, well, I thought it was Latin for Danube. Mm, I don't think so. I think back then in the 16th century, it was an actual geographical region near the Danube River. And where's, some people have said, well... Where's the Danube River? Danube River? Danube. Danube. The, the Danube. Oh, Zell's the chubby one who mispronounced something. I ain't chubby. 174 pounds lean muscle. And a quite a and a little bit of a beer gut. Yeah. Low muscle. So the the Danube River, yeah, it runs through Germany, Austria, Romania, like all the way down uh into the this is the Baltic. Runs into the Baltic. Into the Baltic Sea. So kind of it runs through Austria. Now, some people have said that, you know, the prediction is pretty close because it that river runs near the place where Hitler was born, since he was born in Austria. So well, the, the greater part of the battlefield will be against Hister. Right. So, I mean, you'd be like, that's the world war. You know, there's more of the world against him. Well, I guess that makes sense because it's like, even if they're referring to Hitler by Hister and then they're saying Danube and it originates in Germany, and so did Hitler. I mean, it's, uh, sure. Right. So it could go both ways. Well, here's the thing. My thing is when he gets these, does he like get a vision? Is that what is like legend? Or is he just like, he just sits down, licks his little quill and just starts writing and lets the ink flow through him. Like I'm thinking, does he go into a trance and this is what he's trying to decipher? Like he doesn't quite understand it either, but he knows it has some importance. No, it, it it's all calculated from what I understand. He uses astrology in and historical facts to base his predictions. Right. And he also said that he sought out inspiration using various forms of meditation. Uh said he usually focused on certain elements like fire or water. And there's also a possibility that he was writing these under the influence of some mild hallucinogens. Oh, Dude, all these guys were believe this guy. All did. the prophets are fucked up on something for sure. Because here's the thing, then if like hearing that, I can, I can read between the lines a little bit, but it's, the, the great thing about this is it's like these events happen and then you connect them to this work. Like they're not helping us now. We're not looking at these and going, this is this right now. Do you know what I mean? Like this is coming up this year, even though National Enquirer always says like, this is the year, the end of the world. Nostradamus predicted it. Well, there's still some maybe that we could look at, but yeah, I I agree. Like by the time they happen, we're like, oh, that's maybe what that meant. But I but but looking at it like now, like seeing someone like going to trance with fifteen, I'm like, okay, like that one makes a good connection. Like I'm like, okay, I can see why people like link the two, and that's a that's one of his good ones. Right. 
So there's a second one that goes with that one as well, that they say also predicted the rise of Adolf Hitler. So the other one is, from the depths of the west of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop, his fame will increase towards the realm of the east. Oh, that one. Voldemort. <laughs> Avada. But even that one, like, uh, it just sounds good. Like, when you're talking about in the context of Hitler and the war and everything happening, you're like, okay, like, you would, listen, you would fool me and Mr. Conspiracy seven days a week with this. If you, if you told us this on the street, we'd be like, wow, that's crazy. Well, this this well, one speaks more to, like, a, a leader, though, because a young child will be born of poor people. I don't think Hitler was... Born he poor, wasn't but poor. he experienced no. poverty at some point in his life, I think. Well, after yeah. World War One, with all the sanctions put on Germany, there would be poverty, like I'd he imagine. Was, he was homeless for a little bit, is from what I read. He actually went yeah, to but he the, wasn't born to wasn't poor born people. His it. parents yeah. were like middle class. Average, yeah, but think yeah. about what they're saying. Like everything he's describing makes for a good leader. You know what I mean? From rags to riches. Fucking yeah. It just sounds like he's describing somebody who would end up becoming a fucking powerful leader. He who you know by I mean? his pretty tongue bag. will seduce a great troop. See, that's good. I like that because that means like he had nefa- like he had nefarious purpose, but he would trick people. No, that means that he'd seduce them. He'd bring them over to his side, like any good leader would be. Like you got to be somewhat charismatic and fucking win people over for them. Yeah, to- but the word "seduce" to me has some like has darker undertones than just. Like he incur like seduce. It just it gives me that, yeah. <laughs> well, come on, seduce. He yeah. he tricked he tricked the I mean, people. You don't know well, you don't know that- what went on in the Reichstag. You don't know what happened in there. You like the way I'm dancing for you. That's you want slowly. it? Bring yeah, back he Jack. It. Bring back <laughs> Jack. He, you well, see that? See Jack that has never chat? gone anywhere. He's always here with us. Now, as far as Hitler goes. You could say Hitler because he, yeah, he, this he did he did seduce a great troop, blah blah blah. But you couldn't you say that about a bunch of fucking like dictator that right, has sure. risen up over history since fifteen yeah. hundreds. Who like that's what I'm like what I don't under, get that that's what makes a good leader. Like you know what I mean? You're not gonna fucking you're not gonna be able to cause a great fucking ri- a pe- group of people to rise up and fight a war for you if you're not going to be if you're not charismatic and you can't win them over that's what i mean it's a very generic prediction you could use that well, to well, any as is like I, I unfortunately spoiler you could probably use that description for all his fucking prophecies but we'll get into that i'm sure yeah but the, especially this one like that's just like archetype archetype of like a rags to riches dic- like dictator kind of guy totally it's fucking perfectly stereotypical for somebody that rose up from rags to riches and won over a group of people. And well, how could you how could you connect the last lines of "Into a cage of iron will the great one be drawn" when the child of Germany observes nothing? Is this is this like talking about USA being drawn into the war, and then like the people of Germany like not realizing what's happening in their own country? I don't know, man. Put on your cloak and tell us. Get your wand out. There you go. What I just said. <laughs> I just told you. Am I more believable now? Yeah, yes. way more lends way more credibility to your predictions. Yeah, I'll just I'll just leave this on. I don't know why I keep taking it off. Um but like is that is that like that's when I read it? Because I was like when I'm reading these, 
and I know like people are like this one predicted Hitler. So I read them and I try to make the connections myself before like reading into what people say the connections are to see if I can like get there. And is that what people say with those last two lines? Well, most people say that <laughs> not most people, but I think uh people who would be uh people who would be considered scholars usually say that his predictions are more like post dictions that people take these things and then they kind of they put them into context as opposed to like taking them out of context it's just like okay well this one sounds like this because you could take a lot of these uh and kind of apply them anywhere you could apply them to a lot of famous uh events in history um I know the one they have, at least there's the one about the assassinations of John F. Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy, which some of the Nostradamus believers say Um, there's the one that says, so the prophecy goes, the great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt, an evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, another one falls at nighttime conflict at Reims, London and a pestilence in Tuscany. What? Tuscany. (laughs) Oh shit! So the first one, so the first line is like a great man will be struck down the day by a thunderbolt. So you know, people say that well, the thunderbolt is a gunshot. He was shot at the daytime. Been thunderbolts, multiple bolts, right? Um, The evil deed was foretold by the bearer of a petition, and some people reason that to be uh, the number of death threats that John F. Kennedy had received. Uh, because of some of the things he was doing, some of the stuff his administration was doing. Um, and then it says the third line is according to the prediction, another falls at nighttime. Uh, they argue that, that, yeah, that would be Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. His brother, sorry, his brother. Um, you know, so he was assassinated at just after midnight on June 5th of 1968. So the conflict at Reims, London and a pestilence in Tuscany, Nothing like there's nothing. Yeah. What's that? There's nothing really that, but, but this prophecy right here, I, I could argue that this mean that, that this could apply better to the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand as opposed to John F. Kennedy. Right. So great man was, he was struck down by a thunderbolt. He was also shot. Evil deed was foretold by the bearer petitions. There was a lot of, you know, tension between Serbia and Austria at the time. There's a lot of stuff going back and forth and, and things coming from, you know, certain separatist groups outside of inside Serbia at the time. Um, according to the prediction, another word falls at night time. That could have been anybody who got assassinated. Really? It's, but like the Thunderbolt thing, that makes sense to me because if you, in context, say if you're having this hallucinated, like you're hallucinating on tripping on whatever, and you see this, you would have no reference of what the... Like, if all you're seeing is back and to the left and you hear the gunshot, you would have no frame of reference of what a gun would be. So, like, to me, I'm like, that's a good description of the time of, like, what would that would sound like. Yeah. I mean, but, like, yeah. for the... For when, when they're describing, like, a great man and then they're, they're, they're somewhat... Ex- uh, describing threats it's like show me let's let's pull up any great man right now on twitter and look at his fucking dms and they're going to be filled with fucking death threats i guess so yeah <laughs> like it's i get the way to like i guess the way to really hook line sinker this one if like the last line was for what's up you're a wanna party platter then i would have probably bought bought in 100 percent to the jfk 
I wonder if like Tuscany's touching on the mafia connections as far uh, as far as his pestilence in Tuscany. Yeah. So I don't know. Conflict at Reims, London, pestilence in Tuscany. I would still say that those things, pestilence in Tuscany could have been the, could have been any of the diseases could have been talking about the flu or any outbreaks of those uh, diseases during, during world war one, pre-world war one, 1914, 1918. Could have been any one of those. Mm. I would have. That's why I think this one more. It would be more suited to that that event. If you were going to say that, I think you'd have a better. It would be an easier time to argue that one. I think. Um, one of the other ones that they said applies uh, is the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So they took this quatrain out, and they say near the gates and within two cities. There will be scourges, the like of which was never seen. Famine within plague, people put out by steel, crying to the general immortal God for relief. Okay, so what's linking it to, to the atomic bomb? I mean, <laughs> this is the, I don't know, this is how they argue this one. They say that this has to do with the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, just the, fake, the fact that it says two cities and a scourge the like which has never seen so they assume but to that me the a scourge, scourge is a pirate you know what i mean like i you've ye, ye never seen a scourge like me well i mean like, a it's not a bomb can refer like, to, to a fire it can it can refer to uh disease you know so yeah it's it's kind of a general term it can also refer to vigo the scourge of carpathia also right. it can yeah vigo yeah let Vigo. me let me link this one, okay? In my nostril, but this is this is how I would link this. You better roll those Got eyes juice. back and give us the voice. <laughs> it's I can't read Paul my Bear notes. Voice. It's the, the Paul Bear voice. <laughs> hey, listen, Dan, have you ever seen a picture? Braden was the minister, or whatever the fuck you call him, at our buddy's wedding, and this is back when Braden had a knee injury and he was a little bit chubbier than normal. Oh, uh, chunky. And he monkey. was the fucking spitting image of paul bear it is the most amazing <laughs> thing in the world you need to, do you have a picture of that because it needs to be posted um i'm sure i could find one i they, it'd be on a hard drive somewhere as soon as i ran into him that day i was like you need to tell you need to use your paul bear voice and say i'm not a wrestler you need to say Dude, it right now did you know how you're like nervous about like marrying your friends so you're getting ready and you walk up to a group of your friends and you're in your suit you're like minister of it and your one friend goes Buddy, you look like Paul Bear. You know how what that did to me in that day? Everyone laughed. Everyone laughed at me. And then I had to go marry people. I was, it was I, so spot on, though, was it not? I've never felt more uncomfortable up there. I was like, on this day, I pronounce you. <laughs> okay, so this is how I would read into the Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So we got the two cities, right? That's making the connection. And again, this is my brain's going to someone hallucinating on drugs who doesn't have contacts. The scourges are the two bombs. And to me, at first, I was looking at the famine within plague and I was like, well, how would that? But I was like, if you get flashes of people with like radiation poisoning and their skin bubbling and stuff, like that's what you'd be like, holy shit, it causes some plague. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't understand the radiation burns. Um, people put out by steel because you'd see the planes coming. I don't know. And then uh, the last line, crying to the great immortal God for relief, just makes sense of all this like destruction, like people yelling, oh God, or whatever. Dios mio. I don't know what they yell over there. But that would be my... (laughs) (laughs) 
Mm. I don't know. You don't think one person spoke Spanish at that time I, over there? Uh, you know, I don't know. You're telling me for a fact that not one person in Hiroshima and Nagasaki in the aftermath I, I was not there, go so I can't, I can't say for 100% certainty that there wasn't a Spanish-speaking Japanese person in the city of Hiroshima or Nagasaki when they dropped the atomic bombs. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying you're saying that in like the three months post, no one uttered the words Dios mio. It's not, it's not impossible, but it's improbable. <laughs> Interesting. Or improbable, but not impossible. But that's that's how I would kind of like, again, I'm making the connections after, but I'm trying to think in my head, like, could I make those connections if I didn't have the context of like not knowing what these weapons are? Like we're, we're privileged in the sense that we can be like, that's a nuclear missile. But if you had never seen that and you'd have no idea, like we know that's radi- radiation poisoning and that's like radiation like burns the skin like that. Like we know that stuff. But if you were just seeing flashes of that in 1500, you'd be like, that's a fucking plague. Some sort of plague like we've never seen. If this if this prophecy had given us more, not even had been more specific geographically, it would have made more sense. Like it would, I would be like, I would be able to buy into it more if there was a little bit more, uh, you know, there's a little bit more clarity as to what they're talking about, like what cities they're talking about. Whether there was something like in the two cities in the east or in the island on an island in the east, like if it says something like that, but like, oh, okay, maybe we're onto something, but. It, it just like it's real vague. It could be any two cities. It could have been. It could offset. It scourged that the likes of would never have been seen. Could have been a plague. Like it could have been. Could have been two cities with the Spanish flu. Could have been any one of those. Really, it's just people put out by steel. Eh. See that one? That's a tough one to me. I would say like if you got a flash, imagine of the like the the bombers and the sun hitting them, you'd be like steel, steel bird. But you would say like steel bird, birds of steel. I'm like, still, I want to know I, like what he sees. Like, does he just see the flash of the, like the metal on the side? Like maybe that's what he sees. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Like, I don't understand why he can't tell us what he saw. Well, well his he, whole, he the wrote whole them reasoning, down. Well, the whole reason he would have no context. His, the whole reasoning behind him making these, these, or his his explanation when he wrote these down uh, was that he didn't want to be perceived by the church as a witch, like he didn't want to be prosecuted. He didn't want his uh, or persecuted. Yeah. He didn't want to be his family to get persecuted, pulled into it. If it, that's why he wrote these uh, to make these really subjectively vague and also tons of he used tons of metaphor and anagrams and things like that that was how some people have explained his reasoning for doing this because you know church was the big was the big dog back then and you know for any reason they could label you a witch and then you know you're on the rack or whatever <laughs> i mean if he said like scourge falling from the sky you know what i mean something but we don't know what he th- here's the thing we don't know what he sees we don't know what he sees right because maybe he just gets flashes maybe when he's in his trance he just sees like some sort of metrop like a city and then a flash of a city and then like the mushroom god like exploding everything as far as like like I, I need to know what he's taking because all i'm picturing is he's seeing everything like the fucking yellow submarine he's that fucked up on hallucinogens <laughs> you know what i mean like everything's just a giant cartoon yeah. <laughs> Is Zell still here? 
I'm, lizard, I'm, I haven't gone anywhere, head. boys. I haven't been anywhere. Oh, oh, that's been really. <laughs> it's because cool. we can't see your camera on on Skype. So I, all of a sudden, I'd be like, I haven't heard Zell in quite a while. But like, how <laughs> like how would you explain it if you had no reference for this and you're in fifteen feeding feety? You know how the how the fuck are you going to explain this to like write this down to describe? We're saying, oh, well, you would say bombs fell from the sky, but we don't know that he saw bombs falling from the sky. Like he might just get flashes. We don't know. That's the hard thing about it. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have any prophets or channels or people who think they can see, like, um, what's that call where you put your mind somewhere else? Remote viewing. Remote viewing. Astral, pro- How do you see astral projection. Do you do you see flashes? Can you see the like the play play out? That's what I want to know. How do you? S- how do these are you, visions? Are you come? asking the people in chat? Or are you like what? just anyone who listens? Let us know. I'm curious. I'm sure oh, it's we like, have I a couple you're channels. Like right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just asking the people who listen. Because if you're a channel or a medium, like how do you? How do your visions? Is it just a movie in your head, or do you see flashes? I'm just trying to put my head in when I star in the biopic for Nostradamus <laughs> that we're going to kickstart. If I. Uh, I need to get into his in the head. No, we're going to use yeah. the proceeds <laughs> from the Braden Bruce Springsteen calendar to fund our biopic of Nostradamus. Yeah, with Bigfoot. <laughs> okay, with so you're Bigfoot. telling me you're not a prophet. So why are you wearing that robe? You're faking it, man. You're a pretender. I'm a method actor. And once I get into the role, that's it. I live it. For how long? Until the movie's over. Until the movie's over. Nope. Until you know the how annoying I would be done. on the set. Yeah, you know how annoying I would be on the set, walking around going, "Birds of Whirly swirl the skies." <laughs> <laughs> a great conference, a meeting of minds. You guys would be like, "All right, fucking Jesus Christ!" You, what? <laughs> All day. That's what I do. But anyways, what's another one of his? Uh, uh, there's another one that they say. People have attributed to the Challenger disaster. So the it goes like this. From the human flock, nine will be sent away, separated from judgment and counsel. Their fate will be sealed on departure. Kappa, Theta, Lambda, the banished dead heir. Damn. Was there nine people on the Challenger? No, there no. were seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, whoa, that's fucking nuts. But now I'm like, eh. See, He's like that one used to say, didn't see some. See, I'm sure there's some little Cessna that took off with seven people that's crashed and everyone died. But we're looking for nine. We're looking for nine. But wasn't, again, whoa, we don't dude, know what he sees. Does he? Wasn't there nine people on the Kobe Bryant helicopter? Oh shit! Zally, oh, did there? you just break this? Did Is you? There just nine break people this? on the helicopter. Was there? I have so no idea. So what's the Kappa Theta Lambda? I don't know. Are the what do those stand for? Give me. Well, they're Greek letters. Greek letters. Okay, for what? So Kappa is K. Theta is K. Kobe. T H. Dude, there was nine know. people on Bryant's helicopter. K and the K is for Kobe. And I bet you. Let's see if there's anybody else that have a T and an H in their name. Fucking solved. Kappa, Theta, Lambda, and the banished dead. Hmm. Zell, could you imagine if you're the guy that just broke that? I just broke that shit. Nostradamus. You guys had it wrong all the time. It was Bryant. It's the fucking Zelznik code. He just bu- he fucking broke it. Nostradamus? Yeah, he puts on his hat, and then it speaks to him. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's funny. I can't believe you guys didn't see me leave. 
I didn't realize my camera wasn't on. I was gone for like a good chunk of time. I made this. I made the face like I gotta go when you gotta go, and I slipped away. But you guys couldn't see it. It was hilarious. And I came back in. Yeah, and nothing happened. You're not on the camera most of the time. Am I on the camera now? Yeah, yeah, we can see you now. We didn't know before. I know it was so funny. You could like everybody on the everybody who's watching the YouTube stream knew you were gone. We didn't. <laughs> yeah, we <so>. didn't. <laughs> that's so funny. Anyways, but did you Zell? Did you just come up with that yourself? I just came up right now. Nine people. And I was thinking. No, like, did you? did you not read that? You just that you came. I just, that was a natural thought. I came right. I just came. You knew that there were nine Buddy. people. You knew that there were nine people on the on the. Dude, crash, I was hard right? on that Kobe Bryant story for about a week or two at the start. Yeah, Brayden, get rid of your robe. You don't even deserve yeah. it. You're Sorry, in the presence Zell. of real get fucking off. prophet here. Yeah, Zell, decipher the code, buddy. Zalarius, Zalarius is here. Okay, what was what was the other part of that one? Or the departure or the separated one? Sep- separated from judgment and counsel. I don't know. how You put that one in there. I don't know. Right, I from judgment and counsel. Nine will be sent away, separated from judgment and counsel. They made poor judgment. I mean, they when... weren't allowed. They like they were. There was a heavy fog that day. They weren't supposed to be flying. It was poor judgment to fly they, that they, day. So they flew anyway. <laughs> poor judgment. It was, it was poor judgment. This is, this is a good connection. Their fate was Listen. sealed on departure. As soon as the yeah. as soon as the pilot took off, he knew should... he was fucked. He knew right away. Like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. But Kobe told me, when Mamba tells you to do something, you got to do it. Probably, really, realistically. He's like, oh, I mean, you flew there a million times. You'll be fine. You'll be like, all right, off you go. It's Kobe. Um, would the pilot have done some... Fi- no, no. Would the pilot have called some phonetic like, code down to like air traffic control or something? Well, no, because Dan said the first thing he said started with a K. Kappa or whatever the fuck he was saying. That's Kobe. Yeah, but, yeah well, okay, but like... Pull up the yeah. names of the other people that died. Other people that died. His third his <laughs> his uh his thirteen year old daughter was named Gianna. Their parents, so. Carrie and John, Sarah Chester, Christina Mauser, pilot Aaron Zabayan, uh, and two other thirteen year old girls, Alyssa and Peyton. Now first you know what? That that was about as good as any other one. So, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if you put that out on the internet, you'd have people being like, "100, percent that's what it is." I'm going on. Nostradamus predicted it. Is eight chan still available, or is that gone right now? <laughs> what, what number chan are we on? I'm gonna get on there. Sixteen chan now. <laughs> 16, it just keeps multiplying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's uh, it's like again, if if it, I'm like, wow, there's nine. I was, I just, I'm still very impressed that you read that and that popped into your head. It's the old wizard hat there, yeah. bud. You're you're in presence of a real fucking prophet, man. I'm writing my own fucking centuries. Mm, I, uh, <laughs> you, I could, I, I made could, it work I could for write them now. He made a bunch of money. <laughs> I could write them now, seal them up, release them in a hundred years as like. You know, make some elaborate like time capsule or like a safety deposit box release in a hundred years. It'd be like the prophecies of Zalarius. Like who's Zalarius? I just make up my own bio. Fucking no one. for <laughs> Just I, put I in too. the ATT bio. You do need to have a few successful almanacs first. <laughs> kind of That's true. what gives you credibility. I got work to do. I have time I to like put that together one. in a hopping. <laughs> 
So far, forget Nostradamus. Nostradamus interpreted by Zelferatu. <laughs> the great vampire lord of the 21st century. The last of the vampires. Um, <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> um, okay, so what are some? what's another one? Let's do another one. Let's hear what the other one's about, and then I want to hear Zell's take on what he thinks he could come to his head. <laughs> what one did I, so, mi- did, did I miss 9-11? No, we, we haven't, haven't we haven't one. gotten to that one yet because those ones are those ones are a little bit weird. There's there's stuff to talk about. There's stuff to unpack with those ones. But uh, another one that was relatively accurate or people have taken to be pretty accurate is the one that uh, they think refers to Louis Pasteur uh, and his discovery of the microbial decay. So the lost thing is discovered hidden for many centuries. Pasteur will be it's spelled p-a-s-t-o-r will be celebrated almost as a godlike figure this is when the moon completes her great cycle but by other rumors he shall be dishonored okay what pop let's let's all go through what pops into our head for them the lost thing is discovered i'm thinking some type of ancient site pyramids possibly Maybe what else has been discovered? I'm going ancient site hidden for many centuries. Pastor will be celebrated almost like a godlike figure. Egypt well, Egyptologist, it, godlike figure. I mean, like we already know, like what he Louis Pasteur is famous for creating like vaccines and shit like that. So him being like a god, he saved I don't know how many amounts amounts of fucking lives. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's somewhat godlike. Could, yeah, and maybe this was maybe this was some type of ancient medicine that he rediscovered. I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the initial. I'm gonna go with the initial one. Uh, whoever came up with Louis Pasteur, that's a better interpretation, I think, than yours, Zelferatu. Yes, my apologies. I, I didn't. I didn't read this Louis one Pasteur at all. On this so one. I didn't. I didn't read this one, and uh, that's what you get. Hey, they're they're. You know what? They're not gonna come to you if they're already right. Hey, eighteen percent shooting average. Boom. Right now you got fifty. You fifty. Right now you got fifty. You're fifty percent. Fifty percent. Right now. Cool. Yeah. You know what though? I'm not entirely impressed because Zelly's probably going to get tons right because he's a thousand years old. He's been around. He's seen it all happen. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, so he, this guy lived around the corner. So yeah, there's there was a big thing that went around during right after 9/11 where people were getting you know they're getting the the posts or internet posts or emails about how Nostradamus had apparently also predicted the attack on the World Trade Towers. Um, one of the ones that they was going around that people were attributing to Nostradamus was, I think it was the. Uh, two steel birds will fall from the sky on the metropolis. The sky will burn at 45 degrees latitude. Uh, fire approaches from the great new city. Immediately, a huge scattered flame leaps up. Within months, rivers flow with blood. The undead will roam the earth for little time. Oh, deep one. That's a, Jesus. That's a good one. Yeah, but like Dan, hasn't some of this been debunked? Like some of this shit was added. Well, this one, this one's well. There's two of them, right? So the first one that we that I just said, that one most people will tell you is a fabrication. Those people who have studied Notre Dame is because it's not written in the traditional quatrain form, right? Which is most of his predictions. Um, 
Also, uh, they say that he, in the phrase where he refers to the things as two steel birds, they people say that's an obvious giveaway because, well, mass production of steel wasn't invented until 1854. Yeah. Which was 200 years, almost 200 years after Nostradamus died. Um, but I, I still kind of have, I have issue with that because I'm like, there were kind of types of steel that did exist even like in the 16th century and, and, you know, weapon production, things like that. I mean, it's been hard. You know, if you were talking about metal, some, some sort of metal yeah. bird, like, like Braden said, like it's his frame of reference. So according know? to Snopes, which is oh, kind of like an urban Snopes. legend information site, oh, we, the first three go. lines were taken from an essay written a few years ago by a Neil Mar- Marshall. Did you say but Neil? Andrew, we can't use anything from Snopes. Snopes is a liberal uh, propaganda site. And also, remember when I said his name? Remember when I said... Uh-oh. Cloak's oh, coming back on. Do you remember when I said his name was Neil? Whatever what? his name is, Nostradamus? What? I didn't at even the, know you were going to say that, Andrew. At the start of the episode, you said Neil? Oh, wow. You're, you're, this is unbelievable. All it's hail. fucking braided. It's braided Thomas Springsteen. Get your goddamn He's wand up. Shit. Where's your wand? Get it. Let's see the elder wand. Boom. Cast something. Oh, shit. Roll those eyes back. Give us something there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that, that was the one that people Get say. Get a weird Rick James feel over there. <laughs> like... so, so the one with the two steel birds is a lot of people will tell you that it was... It's not the correct translation. So the the correct tra- the original translation is supposed to be, in the city of God there will be a great thunder, two brothers torn apart by chaos while the fortress endures. The great leader will succumb. The third big war will begin when the big city is burning. See, okay, let's let's un let's unpack that a little bit. So here's my first thought is that if we're going with steel birds in this one of these one of these isn't an accurate prediction it's either 911 or Hiroshima and Nagasaki because he says if he says two steel birds here and he didn't before like this is obvious plain so like in his vision he would now have a reference to be like oh i've seen this thing before in my in my visions it, it right at first it bombed now it's blowing up these brothers these two things that i don't know right you'd have a frame of reference so it's either if you're taking these two i always go i'm like well you gotta lose one of them right away and i'm like i like it better for 9-11 right and that would totally make sense if the second one that zell wrote wasn't a complete fabrication is not actually attributed to nostradamus like that one's actually it's not just Snopes that says that, but everybody else, like you can look up the actual academic e- essay by Neil Marshall and he wrote, and it's an actual essay about how uh, a demonstration on how Nostradamus kind of pieced his stuff together where you just take a lot of general vague images and then they can, you can apply them to a wide range of events. So wait, so both of those are contributed no, to Neil not Marshall? The, not the first, the first one, the first one, nobody really knows, but most of the people say it's a fabrication based on mostly the form like how it's not written in the quatrain form it's not in any of the predictions right. the, the 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 actual original written predictions and but the second one that you read that one is actually taken from the essay by neil marshall someone just the first copied him someone just co- copied the way he wrote 
Right. So Nostradamus did the in the city of God there will be a great thunder. No. That was Neil. That was Neil Marshall. That was Neil. The first one is undecided. So it's, I guess we can't right. come up with. Okay, so what's the first one again? The two steel birds. Two steel birds will fall from the sky on so the So that's metropolis. by Nostradamus. I got confused too. The steel birds are not him. That's that Neil Marshall guy or whatever. Oh, no. That's where we're getting the... We're all confused here. Yeah. Steel, Which one steel is Nostradamus? Steel birds is not Neil. God damn it, Nostradamus. Why couldn't you be more fucking clear? Fuck these. These two are out. No one... These are not... Fuck next. This is what happens when you make vague predictions. Like... Yeah. Nobody can figure no it one out. Can figure that shit nobody out. Nobody has a singular. Nobody has a singular interpretation Next. into any of these. So it's how how many more do you want to do? Let's uh, what do we got left? Want to do thousand? What? That's only been six. We've got like nine nine hundred and ninety four hours every day. Ninety five more. Four hours every day during quarantine, North America. We're reading Nostradamus, the centuries, the quatrains, one at Listen, a time. Honestly, honestly. Early on, as soon as we got to number two and you're going to start reading number three, I was like, how long do we run this bit for? Do we start doing <laughs> Do we just keep all? going the bit? Do we just do we just keep doing this bit <laughs> for a full hour? And then in the show, I was like, part of my head was like, fuck it, do it. This will be like play the long game on this one. <laughs> but the long game, we would have had to record for like a thousand hours to do them all. We would have got to like 14 and we'd be like, that's and that's enough. We could have called it. Made it to two and tapped out. Yeah, part one (laughs) of deciphering the code. Hey, did you guys read the? Did you guys read the near the gates and within two cities when I was gone? Yeah, we did that. Hiroshima, Nagasaki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that. All right, that's the only one. Other one I wanted to talk about actually was what else did I miss? That's pretty Um, much it. You just missed that one. That one, yeah. And you came back at that. If I remember correctly, Napoleon, Napoleon, Napoleon. Yeah, there's a there's a decent one about Napoleon. Like you rearrange the words and it spells out Napoleon's name. And mm. all right, that's not on the list. I don't like that. As soon as you're doing stuff like that, I don't like because then I'm like, if you highlight like every other letter in sequence, you can spell out like this name in this one. And you're like, well, that's not that impressive. You're like, you're certain if you're looking for connections like that, loose connections, you'll find them all the time. You have to do that in every single one of his fucking predictions. Yeah, bag and loose. So, like, is it? I, is there anything that? Is there any way that he maybe fucking predicted the COVID nineteen? Is there anything out there like with that? I'm sure if you dug deep so. through, you could. Oh, well, I'm guarantee if you dug enough, you could find something that you could connect and be like, oh, yeah. "This is it." There's a thousand of them. I'm gonna do a random one. I was alive during the last fucking event that we've had like this, so you'd think he would predict something like this happening again. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm so, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna read Let's do a couple of randos. I'm no, I'm gonna read some, uh, some, uh, some that make a little bit of numer, like numerological sense here. I'm gonna read century two, twenty nineteen. Oh, that's this. That was this could be if this is was last if year. this is COVID nineteen. This is what it is. This here it comes. Century two quatrain nineteen. Newcomers place built without defense. Place occupied then uninhabitable. Meadows, houses, fields, towns to take at pleasure. Famine, plague, war, extensive land. 
terrible. Said, you go to, said like, plague. As soon as you go 2019, and then you go plague, you're like, all right, COVID. COVID. And then what's the other one? Like barren houses and stuff. Like you go walk on the streets, they're barren. Like it's a wasteland out there because no one's, everyone's at home self isolating. Place occupied, then uninhabitable. Meadows, houses, fields, towns to take at pleasure. It's like they're all abandoned. Yeah, they're all abandoned, so you can go and use them at your leisure, right? Costco, Home Depot, whatever you want, <laughs> grocery store, right? They're all empty. Boom. COVID-19 predicted. He predicted it. Nostradamus. <laughs> that's a, that's a per, as good as connection as the Challenger one. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Like I'm saying, like that's a good reading. Did you pull? Did you just make that one up? Did you just randomly pull one? I know. Did I, you have that one prepped? He said Andrew said do do one, but if you predicted COVID nineteen, so I did twenty nineteen century two quatrain nineteen, and that's what it was. So you didn't find someone already making that connection. You just made that connection. I again? made it up right now. I just, well, I just, God went, damn it! Quad two for two, you man. Gotta century it, you gotta publish it. 2019. No, he's, he's, no, no, he's two for three, two but for three. that's all right. That's good. 66.6. Let's do it. That's a good one. Let's do another one. Pull up another one, Zell. Just, just let your emotions flow through you and just pick one that feels right to you. Here we go. Oh, okay. I'm doing it. Right. This one, right? Here feels good. Quatrain four. Or Century Four Quatrain Seventy Nine. Blood Royal Flea. Mon Hurt Mas. Oh my God. Algulian. <laughs> yeah, good luck with this one. <laughs> the lands be filled by Bordellus, Naver, Big Jor, points and spurs deep in hunger to devour acorns of the cork oak. All right, Zolarius. Oh, buddy, that's the pine beetle. Oh, shit. Predicted the pine beetle, too? Yeah, that's the pine beetle ravaging the 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 forest. I can see that. Devour acorns of, what? of the cork oak. He meant pine, but cork oak, yeah. Yeah. Where? It doesn't matter, Dan. He did it. No, because Bijor is an actual place. Like, that's an actual place in France. Yeah, but there's a lot of French people came to Canada, and they mismade the hey, same on, title Dan. of town in Canada. It's a region of southwest France. It's probably a region of north, like northern Alberta. Couriers du Bois. All right, they're here. Oh, is it? Listen to this. Is it? Dry weather has brought the worst bark beetle infestation in two decades in France. Oh, we predicted oh. it in France. Man, we're in France. Nostradamus is king. It says it just says eastern France. This is Southwest France. It was pretty close. Yeah, but depends where you are. It could be east. If you're west of that, it's east. No, not if you're referring to the specific location of a country. Yeah, but this is 1590. This is they had shit maps back then. No, I yeah. mean Bajor is actually it still exists. Like that Dan, area he was looking. He had the map back then. They had the map the other way. They had it flipped over, so it was. All oh, right, I totally forgot about that when we right. We, I forgot the revolution of 1700 where everybody turned their maps right back up and started reading them the right <laughs> That's way. That's what the French yeah. Revolution was about. From this point forward, the maps shall be faced this way. You had a west big is you don't east remember the big east is west, south is <laughs> and north, south and is north, north is south. And north is south. Huzzah! <laughs> Welcome to the new era of enlightenment. Don't you remember the huge war? 
based on like everyone who didn't want their the heretics who read it like north south and the the ones who read it south north and east east west like it's crazy craziness crazy back in yep. the 1670s 100 year war to settle that <sighs> yep just to settle that little thing i mean i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure <laughs> i'm pretty sure uh, nostradamus predicted it um all right let's get into let's... some space news um, we've got a couple good space news today. Um, first off, we've got the Strato launch announces hypersonic vehicle plans. Yeah, that's dope. So the company <laughs> funded by billionaire Paul Allen says their new uh, they're gonna they're developing reusable hypersonic uh, vehicle design to be launched from the company's giant aircraft. Uh, powered by a liquid propellant rocket engine, will launch the company's aircraft to fly, Ooh, to, fly to speeds of Mach 5 to Mach 7 before gliding back to a runway landing. At what point do you just turn into liquid at the back of the seat? <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Right? Like, can, can I fly in this? Like, can a person? Mach, well, it's nuts. It looks fucking what's cool. Like, at what point do you just die? At what mock are you just dead? That's a good question. Mm, Medical expert, eat. when when do your insides liquefy from pressure from from speed? going so fast? Yeah. Best guess. What do you got? Mm, mock speed that a human can withstand. Uh, when your lungs would collapse, because that's quite popular within fucking flight simulations. Lungs collapse because they can't take the pressure. Yeah, lungs stick stick yeah. together. You're fucked. That's first. Yeah, a lot of guys uh, get tension pneumothoraxes. They're saying most people can withstand up to four to six Gs. <sighs> Fighter pilots to- can manage up to nine Gs for like a second or two. Jesus. Because of what, you know, how they change direction if they're doing that stuff. But, and they have uh, pressure, I think they pressure said about suits and shit, Six though. Gs would be fatal. I, so no one's riding this thing. You're dead. Mach five to seven. You're in the danger zone, baby. <laughs> At, at those speeds. No, but Mach, Mach 5 and, and Mach 7 is speed, where G-force is the pressure. So well, you, G is like your acceleration, I would assume. No, but like, G, you could be going like, because in an airplane, like you're going like, a you know, a thousand kilometers an hour, but you don't feel anything. But if that airplane was to turn real fast, that would be yeah, the G-force. Ex- yeah. Yeah. Acceleration. Like you, you don't, you're only able to, ex- to be able to experience like that, that six Gs because like. For for air, like Air Force pilots or whatever, you know, uh, jet fighter pilots, like they can experience those G's because of like the sudden turns and acceleration that mm-hmm. they experience when they're taking off or uh, you know doing so maneuvers y- in the air. You're telling me with a slow acceleration, you can your body can handle Mach seven no problem. I wouldn't see why not. If you, if you had like to that, yeah. If you had the perfect aerodynamic aircraft, like you wouldn't even feel it on the inside if you slowly accelerated to that that speed. Yeah. yeah. You could, you'd be able to, you'd be able to withstand, you know, you could travel near the speed of light long as you weren't accelerating over, you know, I guess so, yeah. six G's. But so. if, you, if you're going Mach 7 and then for whatever reason you hit a patch of bad air and then it shot you up and then you experience 10 G's, your head just pops off. <laughs> Boop. That's just scientifically, that's, that's, that's scientifically accurate. With your spine, just, it's just your spinal cord. It's a, yeah, it's it makes it. that sound. Just, it makes a sound. Like it just comes off. Yeah, your spine, your, your whole nerve, your whole like nervous system just comes out. Like your whole head, your spinal cord, <laughs> everything. Goes, 
But if you put it on ice, if you put it yeah. on ice, you can you can reattach it within an hour or two. Uh, yeah, if you, oh, got, wow. you got a good surgeon. That's news to me. <laughs> That's good. Um, keep up with your got... medical journals, Andrew. Yeah, apparently. This was this came out today that Mars could have at least two ancient reservoirs of water deep underground. Cool. It definitely could. Liquid, liquid built them. Liquid water. Ice. Uh, that's what they're saying. Hmm. Reservoirs of water. Oh, it doesn't say. What What do they have that makes them think that? Um, I guess some of the like what they're seeing on the rocks. No, guys, I got is it. Evidence of like. I got it. It's century six quattro quatrain twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's go. Cent- century six quatrain twelve. To raise forces to ascend to the empire in the Vatican, the royal blood will hold fast. Flemings, English, Spain, with a spire against Italy and France, will he contend? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Batting yeah. average is just dropping, Tom. Yeah, I, gotta, I'm going to stop, stop taking shots. Uh, we got SpaceX wins NASA commercial cargo contract for Lunar Gateway. Dope. That sounds cool. The Lunar Gateway is going to be like it's like a like a docking like a it's going to be like a Seven Eleven halfway between, right? It's yeah, it's like in I'm I can't remember what the type of orbit it is, but it's going to be stuck between the Earth and the Moon. Yeah, I wonder what the I wonder what the first duty free shops are going to be on there. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol, hundred percent. Oh, booze it's for sure. Space Gross. alcohol, space booze, space edibles. Yeah, yeah. get mushrooms. Imagine doing mushrooms in space on a spaceship. Ooh. That would be <laughs> fucking crazy. I've never thought about that before in my whole life till right now. How crazy that would be. Oh, it, it'd be a wild experience. You would have the craziest trip of all fucking time. It'd be, I don't know if you'd be in sheer panic mode yeah. or like wonderment. You'd probably have a mix of all of them. You'd have probably one hell of a trip. You know what? There's not too many like emotions that humans haven't experienced but that would be one people have been to space people have seen looked down on the earth the overview effect but no one i don't think as far as i know does it has anyone even been drunk in space can you get drunk on the iss i think so they have a little couple shots they're trying to figure out i know at least one company had uh i read an article a while ago that they're making space beer like they're making a type of beer. i think the challenge they said was was, (laughs) we talked about that that's dope we talked about that we talked about it, um, but I think the challenge made that is like keeping it carbonated. I think was the the, the whole thing about you it. You just have to have flat, flat fucking. I mean, you could take liquor up there. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're t- like you can't tell me that the the days of the space race and you had Russian cosmonauts up yeah, in orbit weren't slamming wa- vodka, vodka, hundred <laughs> percent, without a doubt. That's all I had for space news. You guys have any? I got. It's not news in space, but you know it's been a lot of negative news late, lately. So we're gonna go with this. Virgin Orbit designs mass-producible ventilator for possible coronavirus patients. Because there's been that's like that's like the whole big thing right now, right? Non-life vent like high-end ventilators when people get sick and they can't breathe. So instead, because they can't not doing a lot with space right now, so they have put all their best minds onto coming up with like a ventilator. It's like only two hundred dollars. And once it's approved by the FDA, which should be early April, they can just like, they said they can mass produce these. So it like, it wouldn't be good enough for all patients, but I guess for patients who, you know, they're, 
they're critical. They're in the hospital, but they're not like an intensive care or anything. Kind of like a, a backup. So good. Some some positive news on that whole front. It wasn't Elon Musk doing that too. Like I've heard he dropped off like a thousand ventilators. Possible. Yeah, they I built a bunch. Them. I think they managed to manufacture oh. about uh, yeah, a thousand or sixteen hundred somewhere in that range. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So people are cool thing that's coming out with this is how everybody's banding together. Like you see, like Bauer, that usually makes like hockey skates and sticks and shit like that. They're making face shields for first responders. Yeah. And oh, hospital fuck staffs. Yeah, but... Like it's fucking awesome. I'm waiting for making some sick <laughs> slick buckets for. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I wonder. I'm gonna call up Jofa. See if Jofa can make me a fucking yeah. sweet old, uh, Jofa, old Jofa bucket. Listen, listen. I've got a Jofa bucket. I will make you one. I'll go to the hardware store, get some plexiglass, and then you can just have the white uh, Yarmer Yager Jofa with a little. <laughs> I already got. Uh, I I got some fucking. Have you ever seen those pit viper sun the glasses before? Oh yeah. Yeah. They've started making Good fucking, like, safety glasses, so I just bought a pair. They're pretty sweet. Well, that's what they were. Dude, the Pit Viper, like, that style, they used to have, when I worked construction, those plastic frame, and you could detach and snap your own lenses on. That looked exactly like the Pit Viper, but they were just safety glasses, and you had tinted ones for outside, and then you'd snap them off and put clear ones on, and you could get all different fluorescent colors for the top. Like... That's all they are is like old school work safety glasses. And now they're just about a hundred dollars more. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they did a solid though. They tossed you at a pretty good discount. So I grabbed a pair. Um, all right. That's uh, anything else? Uh, no more space news. Space news over. Let's uh, fire up some uh, diesel in that randomatron. See I got, if she's working. Dude, right I got now. it oiled up. Ready to go. Here we go. It's actually pr prints and faxes and scans and emails all at the same time. Awesome. Good. <clears throat> Sends uh it's like it, you you were one of the f initial investors in Woof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What movie is that from? That's from The Office. From the office. office yeah. Oh man, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's good. Zell has the last working, last working copy. Uh, all right, this one comes to us from again. If you send us a story, send it to alientheorist at gmail.com. We love them, but please, before you say hey, thank you, you're welcome. Here's my story. Say. Use my name or don't use my name, first and foremost. Um, this one doesn't say it. I'm going to read the story and hopefully not say your name because I don't know if you wanted me to or not. Okay. Uh, anyways, I won't keep you all much longer. Here's a story I think you might enjoy. I don't quite know what to make of it yet, although it's been a few years, so I thought you guys might have some good insight. I should start my story out by saying that I have always been an alien person and have never been a ghost person. It's not that I don't believe in them. It's just never gave them much thought or considerations. Aliens are undeniable. Ghost spirits, shadow people, auroras, auras, no, not aurora, sorry, auras. I have my doubts. Uh, with that being said, as a young child, I would always sleep with my door cracked and the hallway light on. 
Throughout my childhood, I remember seeing the silhouette of a man in a fedora and a trench coat standing outside my door. The best way I can explain it is to imagine the shadow silhouette of an old detective movie. For whatever reason, I was never afraid of him, and something in me knew to perceive him as a benevolent, 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 non-threatening force. I would wake up briefly in the middle of the night, spot him through the crack, and peacefully head back to sleep. In retrospect, I have no idea why I passed this off as such a normal childhood experience and never told anyone. But my childhood issues are another story for another time, LOL. (laughs) I've never really thought about him again as I got older. In the fall of 2017, I was living in Shanghai, China. For my Thanksgiving break, I traveled to Xi'an with a fellow American friend. Uh, This person is the type of person who can definitely be described as spooky. Not in a molder type way, but in a witchy way. Ooh, witchy woman. Uh, She reads tarot, interprets dreams, and is a heavy believer in ghosts and spirits. Simply because she will nonchalantly tell you that there are various spirits who follow her around different places during different times of her life. Regardless of how crazy she may sound, I've known her for many years and can assure you she is incredible. And if anyone were to be stalked by ghosts, it'd be her. We arrived in Xi'an late in the evening and went straight to bed. Our hotel was a Sheraton and therefore was very new and modern. Nothing spooky. We immediately passed out from a long day of traveling. Back then, I was suffering from terrible insomnia for which I took heavy sleeping pills. I woke in the middle of the night and as I opened my eyes, I saw my friend I saw my friend and I were facing one another in our separate beds. Her eyes were also open, but she was just looking past me. I don't know how else to describe this, but I just knew she wasn't looking at me. She had a blank expression on her face, half asleep. I stared at her for 30 seconds or so, waiting for her to say something. Hello? She said in a calm but annoyed tone. Again, I knew she wasn't talking to me. Who are you talking to? I asked. This made her snap out of it and look at me. She kind of mumbled, nothing, sorry, before rolling over and going back to sleep. I didn't think anything of it at the time. In the morning, I said to her, dude, we must have been so tired last night. Do you remember waking up? What she said next sent absolute chills down my spine and continues to do so as I type this. It was so strange, she began. I kept waking up and seeing this tall, dark man in a fedora and trench coat standing over your bed just watching you. My heart sank and I never told and I had never told anyone about what I saw as a child. She told me not to worry though. She said that he had a peaceful and benevolent feeling about him and assured me that he was just another one of those strange spirits she would see from time to time. When I told her about the hat man I used to see as a kid, she couldn't believe it. We described him the exact same way, even agreeing about the feeling he gave off. After this encounter, I could not stop thinking about what I had seen as a kid and what my friend had seen. I googled hat man, half expecting to see awkward stock photos of white dudes in fedoras. (laughs) But I found out that people all over the world have been seeing him for centuries. The description is basically the same, except every account that I've read 
describes him as being a shadow person of sorts who emits the most terrifying, dangerous, evil feeling. Why do I remember him as opposite? I have no explanation for this and no theories. It didn't make me suddenly believe in ghosts or shadow people or spirits. If I had to choose, I would much prefer for him to be an extraterrestrial being in a creepy party city disguise. But I really don't know what to make of this. What do you guys think? Have any thoughts? Maybe this story is completely stupid and a coincidence, but I'm going crazy thinking about it and would love to hear your input. Sending my apologies for the novel. Hope it wasn't too painful to get through. Oh my Big God. Fan. That was fucking terrifying. Terrifying. Hat man. I'll never sleep again. Hey, so I didn't pre like, because it just got sent to me in the fax and email and, and text message all at the same time. Um, I just read it. And as soon as I started reading about the hat man, I was like, have I not talked about it on the show that I've seen like that kind of a weird guy like that? Shadow person. Whenever we've done mushrooms. Well, one time you said we did mushrooms back in the day. Oh, you did. Yeah. You did tell me that actually. Right. Yep. So right away I, I was, I was reading, as I'm reading this, I'm going, is this person pranking me? And like, is she writing this knowing that I've talked about this before on the pod? Cause like I've, I've seen this, like I've seen this, but I was, Again, mind you, this is back when I did mushrooms and stuff, and I have this feeling of like laying in the grass, we're chilling, and just seeing this guy like in like a I like I remember it as like a suit and like a like a business hat, um, and just walking, <laughs> yeah, just walking weird. Like, well, that's business what I thought. Hat. I thought it was Fuck like is a business hat. It's like a fedora. I didn't have the word for fedora. I'm pretty sure I said business hat. <laughs> All I'm picturing here is what you guys are describing is fucking Lou Baga from Mambo Number Five staring. <laughs> at exactly, that's exactly. <laughs> hey, can we? Can we? We should do a whole. Uh, I want to do a case file called Lou Baga and talk about how his first album is just Mambo Number Five. Every song is Mambo Number Five with different lyrics. There you go. The guy made millions of dollars off one song. Genius. Yeah. Um, Zell, why don't you write a Mambo number five? Dude, I've been fucking trying. Maester <laughs> <laughs> um, number one. No, this, this, this hat man thing just, it gives me the heebie-jeebies too because I've had that feeling, but I've had this feeling of like judgment, not evil, not anything, just like of just sheer judgment of just like this person just like, I'm not even going to say disapproving or approving, just they weren't mad, judged. just disappointed. No, not even that. Not even that. Not mad, not disappointed, not happy, not appealing. <laughs> just like judging. Like just judging in any kind of sense. It was it's it's a weird it's weird. And then to hear someone else kind of like describe it, and it's like a little different, but same, same, but different kind of thing. It freaks me out. Dan, you ever seen the hat man in your sleep paralysis episodes? Nope. Mm, he's coming for sleep it. Sleep paralysis is always solid sleep paralysis. It's just like I know. I know there's nothing in the room. I'm just like freaking out. Like, it's just like, I know that I'm sleep paralyzed. That's it. No, no shadow person sitting on your chest. Nope. It feels like something's reaching out, but then I know I'm like, no, nobody's in the room. It's just, I'm freaking out. Cause I, you're just I'm, fighting it. You're just fighting it with your analytical just, mind. It's really happening, but you're just, you're just blocking it's always it out. The, you're just laying I, in bed. I tell everybody every time it happens, in my I just go life, wiggle your big toe. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit of Rita's all I need. A little bit of Tina's all I see. <laughs> Is that what you hear? 
in the sun. Now, what's the, what's the lyrics to track two off uh, that album? <laughs> Listen, no, wait, the lyrics the lyrics to track two don't matter. They're, they're not as good, but you could just throw the lyrics out and just start singing Mamba number five. We had my brother had an old car, and the Mama and Lou Bega CD was stuck in the in the that was the only CD in there. So we used to like on road trips or driving together. Like it was a joke that we'd like he'd be like turn on the radio and we'd always turn it to Mambo Number Five and like we just blast it windows down, always singing Mambo Number Five whenever we're driving. And we used to just listen to that Mambo Number Five on repeat. That was the that was like the bit that was the running joke. And then one time we just let it play. And we're sitting there and it's like on song, whatever song two and like it's going. And then like, we both kind of look at each other. We both start laughing and we both instantly start singing Mambo number five, like to the, to the, like over top of the lyrics of the next song. And then same thing with the song after that. And dude, we were, I've never, I've never laughed while singing Lou Bega harder than that. (laughs) England. He sent us a nice little, uh, you know, happy little note uh, talking about his uh, how the people in England mostly remind uh, remember David Icke as an ex-footballer who once claimed he was Jesus on the country's biggest TV program. <laughs> he actually claimed he was Jesus like the I I know I know he went on a couple of programs. I don't know if he, he specifically said if he was Jesus, but I think he made some claims where, uh, you know, that were messianic in, in nature. <laughs> He was the coming of some type of heavenly Probably. being. I, I don't know. Apparently, he said it on uh, one of the country's biggest TV shows Been, that he was Jesus. I, I don't. I don't. I don't see that I was the realm of possibility that because David Icke is a little bit uh you know, he's special. dude. He's been sent here. He's a. He's a. He's a god sent here to warn us about the reptilians. That's that's his whole pitch. I always forget that he was an actual. He, like he was a footballer. He was a pro, was a pro athlete. That, that yeah. Was, yeah, I always forget that. <laughs> I don't know. I never. Uh, I've never really dove deep into the Ike stuff. I just. It's hard you for don't me. Don't want to. It's hard. <laughs> don't want to. You know, some people take his words. Places gospel, you don't want to go. Um, music of the week. Let's do it. Music of the week. I'm giving it to one of our an old friend. Braden will know him. D. Lopez. Songs called yeah. Scars. He's a he's a friend. So, from, he's a, he's a old. He used to live with us for a bit. He's been rapping for years. I, I will openly admit, when I first met D. Lopez, didn't get along. And then we were we were um, roommates, and we our bedrooms were across from each other. And when he I was not I was not that enthused when he moved in, and. Uh, then instantly, I got I love D, love me some deep love. Oh, he's, he's a beauty. After, after being roommates for a long time, I was like, oh man. So his song, but, uh, yeah, his song called "Scars" will play always at the rapping. End. He's been rapping forever, and you know what? He's uh, he's getting fucking good. He's won some like national grants and stuff for some for his music. He's doing well. Good for him, man. Doing well. I got a dope D Lopez shirt he gave me. Wear it all the time. Dude, he's got a great artist too, making all his tracks, his uh, album art and stuff. Good shit. Check them out. D Lopez, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to music, play at the end. And then if you want to go, you want to hear more of this conversation, head to patreon.com slash alien theorist theorizing. Uh, for as little as $1, you get in our Discord. 
moves up from there. Get awesome stuff. Go to our merch site, alien theorist theorizing dot live. Um, you can buy some sweet ATT merch. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. Peace. I moved up the trap house just before shit hit the fan And I don't wanna live like this anymore This is not the plan You spend your whole life unsatisfied, insatiable When you don't realize that wealth comes from inside That's why I'll never end up broke Even though I feel broken I don't even campaign and I'm still the most voted I don't need that dope money Rather be the most quoted Believe, believe, believe Some players play, some pay the way Put in an honest day's work and at the end of the day, I proved it to myself, plus I made it on my own. And it's weird feeling like a stranger in my home, because I'm never there, I'm making paper on the road. And I'ma be a legend without selling my soul. When I die, I wonder, yo, what will they say? The music spoke for itself, in the depths of despair. You can find yourself to situation critical, my brother in the hospital on life support. And it could have been me, in and out of court Instead I work overtime, to support my fam But who's gonna help me, when I'm in the jam Under the devil's spell inside this clockwork Come on dog, I'm the dog, spell backwards You better keep your six, this life will make you throw in the town Gonna keep that vision 360 like the owl Every scar tells the story, this the story of my scars Yo, I seen it in my vision, I'm aligning with the stars Every scar tells the story, this the story I'm aligning with the stars Every scar tells the story This the story of my scars Yo, I seen it in my vision I'm aligning with the stars Every scar tells the story This the story of my scars This is pyramid precision I'm aligning with the stars Why are we so easily distracted By the shit that do us harm Potentially be popping these two pills Up in my palm And I fucking love you haters You're the ones that put me on This is the wake up call There's no hitting the alarm You can't see me cause I'm already gone Yeah they call me DL And I hope that y'all are drawn Because I've been committed, been committed for so long I get convicted, didn't quit it cause the money long Stuck inside a system but I never play the victim Yo I ride for my people, I would die for my people Never lie to my people I thought I was gonna die young, now what's the outcome? Cause I'm further along than I ever thought I'd be But now we're close to where I wanna be Far from perfect you know I'm worth it Look for me and you will find Mastermind behind the crime It don't last the test of time Every scar tells the story This the story of my scars Yo, I seen it in my vision I'm aligning with the stars Every scar tells the story This the story of my scars This is pyramid precision I'm aligning with the stars Every scar tells the story This the story of my scars Yo, I seen it in my vision I'm aligning with the stars Every scar tells the story This the story I'm aligning with the stars This is the life I've chosen and I've risen above People asking, yo, where is the love? I didn't glide through life, I fucking grind through life And even if it takes a few times There's no challenge I can't conquer Through adversity I grow stronger Yo, the grass isn't always greener So don't squander what you have Enjoy it while you have it Cause it doesn't always last Embrace change and learn to let go Cause what goes up must come down What goes around comes around
nails in a grain of sand And heaven in a flower holds infinity in the palm of your hand And eternity in an hour This is the true North Star Learning from my scars Mistakes that I made that have brought me this far To face this life sentence Behind these bars Behind these bars Yo, behind these bars Yo, I seen it in my vision, I'm aligning with the stars Every scar tells a story, this the story of my scars This is pyramid precision, I'm aligning with the stars Every scar tells a story, this the story of my scars Yo, I seen it in my vision, I'm aligning with the stars Every scar tells a story, this the story of my scars This is pyramid precision, I'm aligning with the stars Shit, had to learn to swim with the sharks Love for people that been with me from the start From the bottom to the top, I'm just waiting for the 